Children of God, I'm back. When we last talked, we talked about 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal the land. I believe the Lord is talking about us doing something together with him. And we last talked about being humble. We've not even talked about praying yet. We were talking about being humble. And children of God, I have a question. In fact, I have a few questions. The question is, do we even care about the land being healed? Is that an issue for us? Is it a real issue? Do we even care about the kingdom of God? Do we care about God's way of doing things? God's way of living? God's way and reason for healing? Are these even things that concern us? Do we care that the church right now is not a glorious one in God's eyes? Remember, he said, I'm coming back for a church, a glorious church. He defines what he wants. God knows what he wants. He's not double-minded about what he wants. He's not fickle about what he wants. He's not schizophrenic about what he wants. He says, I'm coming back for something specific. A church that's glorious. My question is, do we care? Are we too busy to care about what God says that he wants? Do we care that the bride that he's coming back for are wearing garments that spotted, blemished, wrinkled, ripped, torn, blooded? He says, I'm coming back for my bride. You are my bride. Children of God, you are the bride. He's the bridegroom. He says, I'm coming back to see you looking just the way I like it. I want your clothes clean. Hallelujah. I want your, I want you to look white. I want your dress white. I don't want your dress to be spotted, blemished, wrinkled all up. I don't want there to be a rip in your clothes, a tear. Guess what? He says, I don't want to see your boobs falling out of your dress, out of your white bridesmaid dress. I don't want to see a slit up the front. Ah, Jesus. He says, I'm coming back for a bride whose clothes are clean. No spots, no wrinkles, no blemishes. 
No blood. I don't want to see a blooded dress. I don't want to see my church looking like they just come out of the dirty clothes hamper. I don't want to see my bride with hand-me-downs. Do you care? Do you care that he's saying, I don't want to see my bride carrying traditions from one generation to the next generation. Old traditions, old wives' tales, hand-me-down clothes, hand-me-down lifestyle. Do you care? Is it that you don't care? Or is it just that you don't know how to care? Is that what it is? You just don't know how to care. You just don't know what to care about. Is it that you're just ignorant about the kingdom? Because you don't have a teacher? You don't have a teacher to teach you what, when, how, how, what, when, why. You don't have a teacher to teach you any of these things about what God wants. About what your father expects from you. Is that it? Is it that you're perishing For the lack of knowledge about what God expects from you. Teachers, what are you teaching? Teachers, I'm calling you. What are you teaching? You know you're supposed to teach about this. You know that knowledge comes from you. So... Maybe they can't care because they don't know how to care. Maybe they can't care because they don't know what to care about. They just don't know what you expects. They don't know what God expects from them. Maybe they they're runaway babes. They're runaway new believers because they just don't have anybody to teach them. Teachers, do you have a hand in the downfall of the church? Again, I have to ask you, what are you teaching? I would suggest this, teachers. Come off the internet. Do what I did before I went on the podcast. Do what I did before I began this podcast today. Before I even started, I sat in his presence. I sat in God's presence. Because you were important to me. I wanted to give you my best. I sat in his presence 
with my phone off. Because I didn't I didn't need to hear you. I didn't need your phone call. I did not need to hear you. I did not need to hear all of your problems. I needed to hear from the one with solutions. So, in his presence, while sitting quietly in his presence, he was speaking and I was writing. He was speaking and I was writing. He was speaking into my spirit all the words of this life so that you can live and not die. So that we can live and not die. So that we can live and not perish. After I did that, I then set out to impart all those words that he gave me to you. So that your father would know, so that your father would let you know how much he loves you. So that your father would let you know through the mouth of the storyteller that he's not trying to beat up on you. He's not trying to get back at you. He's trying to prepare you to live. To live in faith. He's preparing you to become his ambassadors. His storyteller. But his storyteller all over the land and country. You know he can't come until you tell his story. So, having said that, because I'm hearing in my spirit, go back, storyteller, and give them the formula of what you did. Give it to them again. Ask the question again. Direct the question to the teachers. What are you teaching? I can give you a moment to process that. Teachers, I so love calling your name. Teachers, what are you teaching? Examine yourself, search yourself, even right now. What are you teaching? Are you teaching from the internet? What are you teaching? I'm going to do what God said. He said, give them the process. Tell them the process that I gave to you for doing the podcast, for being my storyteller. Before I begin the podcast, number one, I sat in his presence. I just sat, waiting, 
patiently waiting. With my phone off. Quietly in his presence. Waiting. Are, are, are you getting this? Are you listening to what I'm saying? I was not busy about. I was not worshiping and praising when I should be sitting listening. I was not reading when I should have been listening. Just sitting in his presence. At peace. In his presence. And, 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 I, and I'm hearing something. See, we don't ha- we're too busy in our minds to just sit. Storyteller, I can't just sit. I've got things to do. Places to go. People to see. Songs to sing. I can't just sit because I'm busy. He's saying, but tell them I need, in order for them to be an effective teacher and not hurt my people, not give my people what they don't need, what they're not ready for, in order for them to be an effective teacher and not run my people back into the world, I need them to learn the art of just sitting quietly, still, in my presence. With the phone off. Because you don't need to hear someone else. I did not need to hear you this morning. I do not need to hear you tonight. I do not need to hear about your problems. I needed to hear from the problem solver. I needed to hear from the one with the solution. So in his presence, he was speaking, I was writing. He was speaking, and I was writing. He was telling me, revealing to me, Expressing to me all the words of this life so that we can live and not die. And here I am imparting to you God's love. Letting you know that he's not mad with you. He's not trying to get back at you. He's not trying to beat you up. He's trying to prepare you to live. To live in faith. He's trying to prepare you to become a storyteller. He said, If my people, which are called by my name, should humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then, do you hear that? You got to do something first. You got to do it my way first. You got to do what I ask you to do first. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Then will I do it. If you do these things, then I will do this. If you do this for me, 
I will do this for you. He says, I can't come until I have some ambassadors. I can't come until I have some storytellers to tell my story. I can't come until my story is told. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, preachers, ministers of reconciliation, I need you to stop being the problem and become the solution. But I need you to do it now. I need you to stop being the problem and become the solution now. On Sunday when you preached, on Sunday when you taught, on Sunday when you prophesied, you sounded like you were the solution. You sounded like you had the solution. But on Monday, one phone call caused you to wither like a rose. One phone call caused you to forget who you are and whose you are. Caused you to forget all the words of this life. That he has all the words of this life. Everything that pertained to you, he is the solution. You forgot that overnight. You preached strong Sunday. But Monday, you forgot that he was bigger than the problem. He was bigger than a bill. He was bigger than your debt. He was bigger than your rebellious children. He was bigger than your unfaithful spouse. You forgot. So you can't ask me to heal the land yet. You're not ready for me to do it yet. So I hear him saying very clearly, teachers, preachers, stop preaching over the heads of the people. Stop preaching to your weak sisters and weak brothers. You're running off leaving them with all of your high knowledge. And you're running them back into the darkness that they came out of. Remember, they don't know all the stuff that you know right now. Many of these things that you are teaching to them, these are new things. They've never heard of these things. So, they don't understand when you get angry with them and write them off after a few months of teaching them. Because you feel like, I taught you about grace and mercy. And now you're not walking in grace and mercy. Well, you didn't. You really did not. Hear me good. You really did not teach them about grace and mercy. You really did not teach them enough to make them stay. You really did not teach them what what God wanted them to know. So, six months down the road, they're ready to leave you. They're running hard and fast back to what they knew 
back to what was comfortable for them, back to what was familiar to them, back to where their ease was. Because you preached and you taught over their heads. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. They confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They got baptized. You put them in new members class. Then following that, following right behind that, you put them in a new discipleship class. Weeks of new discipleship classes. Then you gave them an usher's badge. Then they went out on a date with the pastor and the first lady. And that was it. None of that was a criteria for understanding God's grace and mercy. And yet, teacher, you became angry when you did not see them progressing in the way that you thought they should progress. In fact, what you said was, you told them, you said you were taking advantage of God's grace and his mercy. He took you out of darkness and brought you over, translated you over into his marvelous light. So you have misused, this, these are your words to the new babe, to the unbelievers, to the new believers. You have misused God's grace and mercy. But guess what? You didn't teach them anything about grace and mercy. So they leave the church and they say things like, Living for God is too hard. I was in that new minister's class. Then I went into that discipleship class. That stuff is too hard. Living for God is too hard. Well, that's not true. You made them think that living for God was hard. You allowed them to leave out of the church and run because they thought that living for God was hard. It wasn't that living for God was too hard. It was living for you that was too hard. Teacher, you made it hard. Teacher, Living under your rules and regs were too hard. Your traditions that had nothing to do with grace and mercy were too hard. Meeting your standards of holy living were too hard. If you would stop, stop today. Don't put it off. Don't be a procrastinator. If you would stop feeding them, telling them what the church requires, what the pastor likes and what the pastor doesn't like, 
what the first lady's expectations are. If you would stop with all of that, just teach them what Jesus wants. How hard is that? Stop. Cease from teaching them about the rudiments of what the church requires. Stop acclimating them to what the pastor's likes and dislikes are. And how did you even throw First Lady's expectations in there? How did she or he get in the minister's class, the new, be- new believer's class? How did those things come about? Just teach them. Let's go back and teach them about what Jesus wants. Teach them Jesus. If you teach them how to know him, they will love him. Because see, to know him is to love him. They don't love him because they don't know him. All they know is that he's just a, a, a bad father. He's just a bad person. They may not even think father. I'm a new believer. I'm a new babe. So I'm just, I may just be thinking about that man that you're talking about is bad. He's mean. That's because you've not taught me to love him. You've not taught me about his love for me. To know him. Teachers, listen. Teach them Jesus. To know Jesus Christ, the son of the true and living God, is to love him. I can't love him because I don't know him. You didn't teach me about him. Keep teaching Jesus. Teach them who Jesus is. Keep teaching Jesus. Keep teaching Jesus. Keep teaching them about someone who, whose love knows no limits. His name is Jesus. Keep teaching them. That this man named Jesus loved them so much that he was willing to lay down his own life for them. While they were not even giving him a thought. Just teach them that Jesus. Keep on telling them about Jesus. Keep on telling them about what Jesus did. Don't talk about what you need to do. Do not. Teachers, listen to me. Do not teach them about what they need to do. Just teach them about what Jesus did. Keep letting them know. Keep letting them know. And keep letting them know what Jesus did. And guess what? If you take time 
to do that kind of teaching about Jesus, just Jesus, you may find yourself falling even deeper in love yourself with him. The joy of your own salvation may come alive again. You may find your own self smiling, looking radiant with a glow and not like you've been sucking lemons. If you, as the teacher, would just talk about Jesus, you the ordained one, if you would do that, just as when I talked to you sometime back about how Peter preached to the people and taught the people, it said that the people heard the word and they gladly received the word. And then guess what? Children of God, guess what? The Bible says they said something. They responded back to Peter. What must we do? If you would just teach Jesus and just Jesus, the people will say, what can I do to show him how much I love him? He died for me. Hallelujah, Jesus. He died for me. But teach me how to live for him. That's what he did for me. But what I want to do for him is to live for him. And then I want to talk to more people about living for him. But I just need you, teacher, to do your job. Just talk to me about him. I I don't want to know about this other stuff. I don't want to know about what you pull from the internet. I don't, I don't want to know about your thoughts and your opinions. Just teach me Jesus. Tell me that he died. And tell me how I can live. He didn't want me to die on the cross for him. He already did that. He needs me to live. He needs me to live and, and he wants me out there telling other people about how to live for him. As a babe, as a new believer, teach me about Jesus and just Jesus. Give God some praise. If this has meant anything to you, If you are a teacher, if this has meant anything to you, lift your holy hands up right now and say, God, I thank you. And if the shoe fits you regarding teaching the wrong thing, then don't be ashamed to slide your feet down in it. Put both feet in it. Right foot, left foot. Slide it down. And say, God, I repent 
I've been doing it wrong. But you sent the storyteller to remind me all over again what I'm supposed to be teaching, who I'm supposed to be teaching about. Give God some praise. I'll help you. God, we do thank you. And we praise you for your love. This is your love. We thank you for loving us enough to instruct us and to give us another chance. We praise you. I'll be back. I'll be back real soon. So stay tuned. I am the storyteller.